when you think of your brand, you've got to be looking at what your mission is, what your vision is, what your values are, what your ideal customer is, what the tone of voice is, what is the look and feel, which is normally the last part of your strategy. But also another critical part is your messaging. and welcome to Smart Online Marketing, where I chat to switched on entrepreneurs and experts to chat about smart strategies to build your business in a profitable and sustainable way. My name is Katie Griffin and I am in the digital marketing game. I specialize in Google ads and I've worked one-on-one with clients such as Showpose, Homework Law, and Snuggle Honey Kids. And I also have my own course teaching small businesses how to grow profitably using Google ads. If we haven't met before, I'm a kombucha-loving Real Housewives apologist alongside my love of all things pop culture, and yes, that does include the Kardashians. I'm a mum of two, a self-confessed hippie at heart with a love of all things business. On today's episode, I am talking to Christy Genuzzo, who is a brand and marketing strategist. And Christy and I actually recorded an episode a couple of months ago, but my file got corrupted, and we both agreed that it was the best thing to park that episode and record a freshie because it was a bit of a weird one. Anyway, she's back on today. I'm so excited. This is our second chat, but we cannot remember for the life of us what we talked about in the first one because it was so long ago. And Christy is a brand and marketing strategist. Like I said, she's obsessed with helping female founders gain clarity and confidence around their brand and marketing. She is particularly focused on Instagram and she gives so many amazing tips and tricks on her Instagram account, which is at Secret Source Agency. In this episode, we talk a lot about how to nail your brand on Instagram, the differences between service-based and e-com on Instagram, and also in brand strategy as a wider thing because she actually has a really successful six-figure e-com brand and she kind of goes over in this chat that she got a bit bored with that that business because she really enjoys that startup first three years and so she has transitioned to a service-based business which is Secret Source Agency and helps female founders in that startup phase really nail their branding strategy. So she is a wealth of knowledge She actually even got basically booked out without having a website, which is completely crazy, but just is a testament to how much value she delivers. She's also transitioned now from service-based working one-on-one to also doing group coaching programs, and we touch on that a little bit as well. So let's jump in. So Christy, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be on. Yes, well, we're, we were talking that it's our take two because my first, our first recording, my file got corrupted and that was a couple of months ago and we've been desperately trying to organise another recording. But why don't you tell people who you are and what you do? Sure, no worries. Well, I've been in the advertising world, the graphic design world and also the marketing world. I really found my happy place within the marketing world and I guess some of your listeners might resonate with my story because, you know, I went, I finished the HSC. I thought, yep, I want this vision that I had. I was doing my graphic design course. Um, and in my third year of, of um, that, I thought, you know what, I don't know if I wanted to graphic design. Um, and the degree, like I was in my third year and I thought, oh, should I just stick it out and just do it? Although it might not be something that I actually want to do. Or should I try my hand into the advertising world? And 
in the third year, I actually um, applied for this advertising course where if you don't get into this, you basically have no chance in hell of trying to get into the industry. So I thought I'm probably not going to get in, but hey, I will try my hand at it. So I actually did end up being accepted. So I dropped out um, and... (laughs) And yeah, my dad was like, no, you haven't. I'm like, yeah, yep, I have. Um, So I dropped out of that in the final year and went into advertising and I did the course and absolutely loved it. I got into the corporate world and just realized that this is not what I wanted. And it wasn't so much that I didn't love the advertising side of things. I really was still into that creative strategic side of things. Um, But it was more the industry. I just felt you know, chained to my desk and I was getting up early and coming home late and I just couldn't see this being the future that I wanted. Um, And I'm the type of person that if I can't see myself doing this in 10 to 20 years, I have to pivot and do something that I'm really passionate about. So I did like doing the work, but it was just more the rat race of being stuck in that corporate world. And I just, I just wanted freedom. I just felt, I felt caged. So I thought maybe graphic design working in a small studio was going to do that for me. But then I kind of was realized that, you know, graphic design was very much about the look and the feel and the technical side of bringing a brand to life, where I was far more wanting to do the strategic side of positioning the brand within the market and doing all the strategic side versus bringing it to life. So I went back into graphic design, still wasn't 100% happy. And then I thought, you know what? Stuff the corporate world. (laughs) Just stuff the corporate world. I want to go and work somewhere close to home and live more of the lifestyle that I wanted. Although I thought growing up that I wanted to be this corporate high-flying person with my name on the desk and the city view, I really sold myself that dream. But reality was it just wasn't what I wanted to do. So I actually went and worked for a small, medium-sized business that was local to me. And there I was in the marketing team. Um, They put me through some fabulous marketing courses. And I was directing straight into the CEO. And I loved not having to have those lines of approval that you have within that corporate world where it's very rigid. Um, You've got to see so many people to get something ticked off and approved and I just loved working directly with the CEO and they were nimble although they are a national they're quite a large national brand they were nimble in how they approach their marketing and we could just be so much more creative and that's where I stayed until I had kids Um, and then I went back part-time but I really loved being you know, a part of the bigger the bigger picture rather than just coming in part-time. So I actually left and started my own e-commerce business that gave me that flexibility around the kids. Um, and I was doing that for six years, but then I really wanted to start a second business. Helping, <laughs> um, Life got too easy. That's well, I guess it really cemented with me that I love startups. Mm. Um, like, I really love that, you know, first three years within business where um, it's still very much creating the brand and creating 
that direction that you want to be going. And then once you hit the three to four year mark is when you can really amplify growth through ads and things like that. So I realized that my business was getting boring because I loved building businesses. I loved building brands. Um, so, and I could see firsthand within the industry, well, within this small business world, how much people struggled to market and brand their business effectively. It was really something that I just kept seeing again and again and again. And I thought, if they can nail their their brand strategy and their marketing, it's normally the difference between a thriving business and a surviving business. So that's really why I started Secret Source was because I wanted to be able to help people nail that fundamental side of business first and then get into their marketing once everything is already cemented. And I just love startups. Like I like I really mm. do love that that phase of business the growth phase of business for me just kind of gets a bit boring (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but that's where all your hard work pays off from the startup phase it does it does but I just kind of think once all those systems and you know you've got your email marketing um, funnels and flows going on and of course there's always challenges with every stage of growth um, but I just find that what fires me up the most is those first three years in business so um, so yeah so that's so that's a little bit about me so when you say developing like that brand strategy, can you go into a bit more detail what you mean there? Because I think some people might, particularly if they currently have a, a small business and they might be in that first three-year period, might be thinking, well, I kind of know what I sell, but where, what do you mean by developing a brand strategy? Yeah, sure. So your brand strategy is really a well-baked cake where everything else that you do is just added to it. So when you think of your brand, you've got to be looking at what your mission is, what your vision is, what your values are, what your ideal customer is, um, what the tone of voice is, what is the look and feel, which is normally the last part of your strategy. But also another critical part is your messaging. is, And that's really what I'm passionate about, is making sure that your messaging is really, really clear. And it's very hard to see the picture when you're in the frame, um, which is why it is always a suggestion for people to get help either with a consultant or something like that, but somebody that's outside the business that can see your business from the outside um, and can really bounce things around with you um, because sometimes you just can't see that bigger picture um, until somebody comes on and you really start to brainstorm things. Uh, But your your brand strategy is really a mixture of how your how you want your brand to be perceived within the market. And uh, if you're not clear on where your brand sits within the market, you're not clear on what what you do and why people should care and what your secret source is and what makes your brand different from everybody else, it becomes hard to then do your content strategy for social media. It then becomes hard when you come to write, you know, or design your your website because you're not clear on that fundamental strategy on how you want your brand to be perceived within the market. 
And I guess also you don't know what sort of content you want to be communicating. And also you're, you're competing on price. You're not differentiating on, on who you are as a brand. You're differentiating on just price shoppers kind of, is that what you find as well? Yeah. Well, I think that, um, you know, there's always a thing that brands want to stand out and Mm. how do you go about standing out and brand brand strategy is not something that, you know, you can do within two weeks and it kind of just, you tick the box and you put it away in a cupboard, like a well strategic thought out brand is the foundation of all your marketing. Um, so if it's done done right, then it's the guiding light for everything else. And the way that you stand out is really diving deep into how you want your brand to be seen within the market. And I know so many people would have heard this a hundred thousand times, but you've got to know your ideal customer. Um, and a lot of brands I find, especially with startups, go, well, I don't know who I want to target yet. And if that is you, then that's okay, but still be clear on who you want to be targeting now. It could change. And on some occasions, it definitely does change as your business evolves. Um, But you still have to be somewhat clear on who you want to be targeting and and what their frustrations are and what what their needs and wants are, how they, what type of language they they are using and start to use that within your marketing. So I feel like with a lot of startups, they kind of miss all of this type of strategy work and just jump into Instagram or just jump into creating a logo. And I have said a lot of times to my clients is I don't actually care about your logo. Although as a previous graphic designer, um, I, I do appreciate a beautifully crafted um, logo and a logo can help your business, but a logo is not going to be the breaking point between somebody purchasing from you and, and somebody not. What is going to be a breaking point is whether or not you're communicating effectively. And that what I'm about is making sure that you can communicate effectively and have a service or a product that people actually want. Um, so I feel like that can be some, some, sometimes a downside or maybe an oversight of businesses where they kind of create something out of a passion, but they don't really go further than asking their family and friends and they don't validate and make sure that what they're about to create is actually something that people want. Yeah, I think that's really important is that idea validation before you kind of jump two feet in is to actually validate whether there's the need for that in the market and then how can you, if there is already competitors established, which likely there will be because there's very, very few new concepts to market, um, you know, how do you differentiate yourself just at a really base level, maybe before you even get knee deep into the branding, but you just have to understand, you know, what makes you different? Why would someone purchase from you or be a client of yours over being a client from the million other choices that they've got? Yes. Yeah. And you really use Instagram as the vehicle to execute your brand strategy or that your brand strategy messaging, I guess that's what you focus on a lot of teaching, teaching wise or consulting wise is using Instagram as kind of a vehicle to distribute your brand message. Can you talk about a bit about, you know, the importance of Instagram and and some key tips to help drive your brand messaging and drive your your, um, communication on on Instagram? Yeah, 
I guess that social media is just one tool that people can use to be able to get their message out there. Um, there is a lot of focus on social media because it's normally the go-to place that people go when they first start a business. And I have found that a lot of small business owners, when we talk about a need and a want, um, they are very much wanting help with social media. Uh, so i found that because social media is normally the starting point for a lot of startups, I do tend to help them a lot on making sure that their visual presence and their content strategy and how they're showing up on Instagram um, is going to set their business up for success. So of course, there are always going to be moving parts. So once they you know, see your Instagram profile and they click that follow button, there then needs to be a strategy there to warm them up and to then take them over to your website eventually. Now, if your website is not converting, then there is a link within the customer journey there. And no matter how good your Instagram is, if your website is not consistent and is not showing that same customer journey um, and your branding is not consistent across all of your platforms, then all that energy and time you put into your Instagram is not going to make you sales because your because your home your own site is not set up correctly to actually take that person from clicking over from Instagram, landing on your homepage, going to a sales page and checking out or clicking that they want to have a one-on-one chat or whatever it is from your sales point of view. But Instagram is normally the top of funnel strategy. So it is quite, quite critical that brands are showing up right in this platform. And I do focus quite a lot on say your Instagram bio because your Instagram bio is your is your brand statement and that's one of the elements that we focus on within the brand the brand strategy package is that you need to be clear on what you do and why people should care. And you need to be making sure that you're just not like ladies fashion store or you know you're really trying to position yourself within the market the best possible way that you can so when they read that bio they're they're wanting to click that follow button and it's more like your shop window so if you had store and people park or shop window your instagram profile needs to make them want to walk into your store and click that follow button or click onto your website so if you're not having that strong presence from the very beginning and i like to say that you know people eat with their eyes so if it's not something that within three to five seconds, they feel like it's going to be something worth following, then they're not going to take that bite. They're not going to, you know, click that follow button or they're not going to go onto your, um, your, your homepage to see more about what you have to offer. So social media for a small business is critical to get right because normally it's that top of funnel strategy. And I love what you were saying about, you know, there's going to be a broken link along the way if your Instagram profile is amazing and your content's great, 
if you get to the website and it's still, and you're not offering good products or services, it all does really have to come back to at the base level that you've got a good product and service. And this is what I talk about as well with ads is that there's no amount of advertising that will fix a bad product or a bad website or a bad offering. It really does have to start with what is the offering and that needs to be solid. And then your brand strategy will be able to enhance that. But do you agree with that? the best brand strategy in the world isn't going to fix something that no one wants or no one needs or the website's not great. Yes. And, um, you know, that famous saying that you can't polish a turd. Well, you really can't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, like, and although a brand or like, although a brand strategy is going to help you and is really the foundation work, you know, you, there's only so much glitter and fluff you can throw Mm on to something and um oh my god that's gonna be my episode title is you can't polish a turd (laughs) no it won't be that would be hilarious oh my god um but yeah it is it is true that um you know if if you don't have a solid base which you know is your service which is your product if you don't have a well-baked cake to begin with then all the icing and all the trimmings that you put on top of the cake is just eventually going to all fall apart because the base is not there to start with. And although I, I, I can see a lot of brands actually have a really smart service or really smart uh, product that can really grow and become something huge, but they just don't have those steps or that or that road map to actually get them to where they need to be because they don't know how to nail their brand strategy or they don't know what those next steps should be from a marketing point of view. So I can I do see both ends where if they don't have a need or a want and they don't go back to those marketing fundamentals of making sure that you actually spend quite a long time figuring out whether or not this this idea is going to be working and whether or not, you know, how, what other companies are you going to be up against and how are you going to be different to what everybody else is doing. So if you don't do that marketing fundamental side of things first before you launch, then it becomes really, really hard to then, you know, you know polish something that really isn't there to start with. Um, but I also do see the other end where a lot of people have something fantastic. There's something great there um, and their business could really, you know, explode, but they just haven't got their messaging right or they just, you know, um, their branding and, and their visuals could be so much stronger, which could really set set them apart. And when we talk about a secret source, right, your, your branding could be your secret source, um, you know, just the way that you're showing up um, can really make you stand out from everybody else. And is there a huge difference between executing that on social media, executing a really well-oiled content strategy, brand strategy on Instagram for service-based versus e-commerce? Yes. Yes. Okay. Can you talk about that? Yes. (laughs) Um, so with an e-commerce business, you still have to have content pillars and that's something that I, um, teach a lot in my course, but also one-on-one where, um, you got to be showing up with more than just, with just your product. And a lot of time people like, oh, you know, well, I, I, I just, you know, have this product and I show it in different 
situations and <laughs> and that's enough right that just made and, me laugh because I would just imagine this like one product just being like <laughs> next to the car or like yeah. you know on the desk yeah but, yeah um and a lot of people don't really think past that they're just like well here's what I sell and that's what I'm going to show um, and with an e-commerce business, you can get away with doing a lot less um, on from a, a content strategy point of view because if you've already got a solid product, it is going to sell. So whether or not it's somebody holding it or whether or not it's mm. next to the car um, or whether or not it's somewhere else, if it's a product that people want, people are going to purchase it and it doesn't really matter too much what you say about the product. So um, product-based businesses, when it comes to social media, they really can get away with just having nicely um, shot images of, of their product and their product in, in use. Um, could get away with just one strategy. I would still be recommending that they do have content talking about different elements to make sure that people are still willing to, you know, stay on board. If it's just kind of the same, people are going to jump off your feed. And then when they're not really there now because you bored them with just showing up with similar type of content. Um, but as far as captions go and as far as content goes, uh, product-based businesses have it a lot easier, especially if you've got a low ticket product, um, because you can get away with just posting it and having, you know, a paragraph about whatever it is that you're posting. Jumping over to service-based businesses, my gosh, content strategy is absolutely huge. And now there is a trend that's been around for about two years now, but where Instagram captions are now like blog posts, right? Where you really have to sell all this value um, and really start to convince people that you're worth what you are based on how you're showing up on socials. So if your content strategy from a service uh, point of view isn't strong, it's it's going to affect your uh, sales versus with a product-based business that can be a little bit more, you know, lenient on the caption writing and the actual content writing on their uh, social media. Would that be because with a service-based business, you're more selling your expertise and so you actually need to demonstrate that you have that expertise, whereas with a product base, you're selling a tangible product that sort of stands alone separate to the expertise element? Yes, yes. So you're really selling your knowledge when it comes to a service-based business um, and you really have to be showing that throughout your, throughout your content, through videos, through, you know, all of your captions, through stories. Um, and there are strategic ways that you can create your content strategy, which then again all aligns back to your brand strategy. So making sure that everything always ties back into how you want your brand to be perceived within the market and what are those core messages that you want to be known for and are those are the messages aligned with um, your your ideal customer are they resonating with who you actually want to be attracting in your business and can that be rolled out to other areas other platforms like LinkedIn or Pinterest Facebook, can you apply the same principles to those other marketing channels as well, social media channels? 
Yes, yes. So I like to focus more on the strategic fundamentals um, of your brand and marketing strategy, which then gets applied to everything. So when we're talking, um, you know, about your messaging, well, that's not going to change or your content strategy across other platforms is not going to change. You're still going to have those consistent content pillars, which are basically, say, four topics that you want to be talking about which are strategically aligned to your brand um, and then you can choose you know that maybe with Pinterest you only talk about say two of those pillars um, or you might want to be talking about the four with LinkedIn you might only want to be talking about one which is more about building your own personal brand um, so it really depends on um, you know what you want to get out of each of those platforms but again you're not creating completely different brand strategies or completely different strategies based off of the platforms that you're on. You're always going to be coming back to your core strategy, which then guides you on your whole business. And I find it quite interesting that you were operating on Instagram with Secret Source, but you actually didn't have a website till recently. So how were you able to get your clients and build up your portfolio if you then, was it all through like the DMs? Yeah, so that's the power of having a high converting Instagram is that, you know, when you first launch and I often do work with clients who are about to launch or they're about six six weeks out from launching and they want a launch strategy plan um, and you've got to have a runway. You have to be able to build up your Instagram following or your social following um, before you actually launch. Now, I got so busy within the business just purely off of Instagram that I was helping all these other clients and I just did not have time to work on my own site. So I think it was a good four or five months um, of showing up on Instagram. I think it might have even been six months um, (laughs) where I was just purely selling off of my content. Like my Instagram was doing all of the heavy lifting for me um, and still now, People prefer to DM you than to jump onto your website and fill out a form. Um, And that should be within your Instagram strategy is that even when, this is more service-based now, um, but even when you're writing um, your content for each of your posts and you know that the end goal is, of course, to sell a product, I mean, sell a service, but rather than just saying, you know, link in bio, ask them to DM you and then that's where you can start that conversation, uh, you know, answer any of their questions and then provide the link to to that person once they're warmed up a bit. Um, so or like people like to stay on the platform and getting people to you know, click onto the Instagram bio and go and read whatever it is. Um, It's, you know, stepping stones within the customer journey. And sometimes it's just quicker to go straight into the DM if there's not a link. And I do teach a lot of my clients on you. You want to be making sure that the steps to get to where you want that client to go needs to be minimal, needs to be short as possible so that they're not clicking on this and then clicking on that and have to jump through a couple of hoops to get to where you're wanting to do the hard work for them. Yeah. And that's why I'm passionate with not having a LinkedIn 
a link tree or a link system within your bio um, because you land on that, you know, little landing page and some people, there is a strategic way to do it, so I will talk about that in a minute, but sometimes I land on these landing pages with all the buttons, download my uh, freebie, um, listen to my, you know, my latest interview on this podcast, uh, um, go and to my blog or sign up to my, to my wait list, right? And, 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 and the biggest mistake that people make is that there's no link to their actual homepage, right? So if you just have a freshie that's come in who started to follow you and just wants to check you out, you have to, they have to use so many brain calories to go, <laughs> uh, can I just get to the homepage? Just let me get to the homepage. So if you want to use that type of system, A, I recommend not using a third a third party app because then you lose all that juicy data. Um, create it on create a landing page that has these buttons on your own um, site so that you are collecting data. And thirdly, only have three to four options, four at the absolute most, and one of them should be just to go to your homepage. And so what do you do? What do you have in your bio? Nothing. You don't oh, have so, a link. Oh no. So I've got <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. So I've got my link to my to my homepage and and people can search from there. Um, but even then I don't um, if I was say promoting something and I had a strategy around where I want people to be going within that sales journey, I, I still wouldn't have a landing page with multiple links. I would just change my Instagram bio link to be the landing page of where, what I'm currently, you know, going to be offering. So if that's one of the courses, then it's straight to the course page. Um, so, I haven't personally created a landing page yet with all different options for people to click on first before they get to where they want to go. Um, but it's definitely something that you can do if you have, say, three type of marketing strategies going on at the one time. So if you want to be building your email list, if you know you have a podcast and you want to be sending people to that. So those, those type of link tree strategies need to be strategic. Um, it's not just something like, oh, this is handy. Now I can have multiple links in my, in my bio. But consumer behavior doesn't, doesn't like that. We, as like human beings, we, we like to, to know the easiest way to get something. And when we start to throw all these options, it just takes up too much brain power to think about what I want to be doing. And then people bounce. And that's mm -hmm. the last thing that you want. So you don't want people to be bouncing off before they even have have them clicked. And this goes for your homepage. It goes for your sales pages, making sure that you're really stripping back any of that fluff so that you are communicating effectively and easily. So people can not have to jump through all of these hurdles to get to where you want them to go. Well, you've given us so much amazing value. Can you tell people about the transition from running your own e-com to running a service-based business? Like how have you managed to transition from, they're completely different skill sets that you have to kind of employ there. Mm. 
uh, it's been hard. <laughs> it has really been hard. Um, I thought initially within the first three months of starting Secret Source, I was just like, why am I doing this? Like I, like I said, I said to myself, oh my gosh, I love the, you know, the thrill and the excitement of starting up a second business. But when I got into the trenches, I was just like, oh, this is so hard. And it was really completely different. And plus, because of my e-commerce business is six years, Mm. you know, I had forgotten how hard it was to start from zero. Like I, like I knew nobody, it wasn't really my, my e-commerce business hasn't helped me within the service-based world. So I started from zero. I literally started from zero and I just didn't realize how much content creation is really needed for a service business to thrive Um, you know you have to do you don't have to do but you know back in the day it was all about blogs you know now it's all about video and getting on to podcasts and having your own channel on this and this and that and you know, I feel like a lot of the time service-based businesses are so caught up with creating content, um, which is why your content needs to be strategic. Um, and that, you know, when you sit down for an hour and craft a Instagram post and all of that content needs to be aligning to your strategic goals. So, and that's why it is important, especially for service-based businesses to have a clear content strategy because you don't want to be just posting for the sake of posting. And because service-based businesses are so content heavy, you want to be making sure that you're not spending all your time on social media creating content or all or, or your time on podcasts creating content if it's not strategic. So I like to say to my clients that you should have three-month plans on, okay, well, what are you marketing goals for those three months and as a result what are your pillars and your content strategy going to be to support your marketing goals and then that way you're always making sure that you're building content that is strategic and not wasting time so that's really what I have found is that with my e-commerce business where I do run a lot of ads and the ads do a lot of the work um, and it is just a nice photo with a small caption and it's $37 and there's no barriers there. It's just like bang purchase with service base, um, depending on what, what you're selling. But for me, when it comes to coaching, they're high ticket prices. So there's a longer customer journey uh, phase. You have to really warm them up, um, you know, with, with all your ads, there needs to be that lead generation first, um, challenges and all of this stuff that needs to go in before you even get to the selling side of things. So that's really what I have found different, but it's been able to allow me to help both product and service-based businesses because now I can really go into the, you know, the head space of a product-based business or into the service space, but they really are two completely different beasts. Yeah, I, I definitely agree there. When so you've recently launched a group coaching program that you can that, that allows you to well, you talk a bit about it. Talk about your group coaching program and and what that sort of entails. Yeah, so it's all about nailing your brand on on Instagram. So you, I really want to make sure that when you're showing up on 
Instagram mainly and what you learn for Instagram you apply to to your Facebook strategy um, but it's all about getting that fundamentals right in your brand so that you're showing up with confidence on Instagram. Um, so we work on all those fundamentals. So your mission statement, your vision, your values, your um, making sure you're targeting the right the right people, making sure the messaging's going to resonate with those uh, people, making sure that you know where your brand sits within the market. A lot of times people create a business with their blinkers on um, and they don't really look at it from a customer point of view. Like customers normally are going to be shopping around first. They're going to be Googling. They're going to be jumping around on uh, social media. So you need to be making sure that you're aware of what's going on in in the customer's world um, and making sure that when you map out the position within the market that you know where where your brand sits. Um, and then we look at tone of voice and your personality and then bringing all of that together um, visually. And then from there, applying that to your Instagram so that you are strategic, you have a content strategy plan that's all based around your, um, your brand and just giving tips and tricks on making content creation and making it easier and quicker to be having a social media presence without the guesswork and without the overwhelm. So that's my four-week group coaching program, um, which kicked off this week, really. So, um, so yeah, so I am excited for that. Um, and yeah, it's all about nailing your brand first and then how you're going to apply that to your Instagram. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. You've provided so much valuable information and you're a wealth of knowledge on, um, branding and branding strategy and content. And you're so great to follow on social media. So where can people get in touch with you if they do want to get slide into your DMS or how can people reach you? Yeah, sure. So my Instagram would be the best place to go. So that's just at Secret Source Agency. Uh, feel free to DM me or check out all of my content. I do share a lot of um, tips and tricks on how to brand and market your business effectively. Well, thank you so much. No worries. Have a good day. So I hope you loved that conversation. Make sure you do connect with Christy at Secret Source Agency Online and connect with me as well. I'm at Katie underscore. I would love you to slide into my DMs and tell me what you thought of this episode. Like I said, Christy is an amazing wealth of knowledge on Instagram. So do follow her and do all the things. Leave a review, forward to a friend, you know, just help, help a sister out. But I will see you on the next episode of Smart Online Marketing. 